I've got things to say. <laughs> so, guests, usually subscribers, listeners, usually when we, you know, you know, we sit down and we do these in batches, uh, and usually we actually try to do a complete episode. Yeah. With the guest, notwithstanding the guest, we'll do like our segment one, segment two, and right. eleven light, and then the guests we like drop in depending on who fits that episode. Um, However, we are not doing our third intro in a row because yeah. we keep like, oh, we need to talk about this. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about this. And JJ, like, I was just telling JJ his story, and then JJ goes, turn the mics on. I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jasmine Masters, and I got something to say. All right. Catch everyone up on what you were talking about, though. So, you know, I, on a harvest moon, <laughs> I enjoy topping. Uh, my Venn diagram of bottoming, men I like to bottom for and men I like to top are very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, much wider on the people that I enjoy topping me. All sorts of body types, all sorts of builds, all sorts of all sorts. Mm-hmm. When I want to top, which is rare, I t- what I like out of the experience is I want to be a little more dom, a little more like I- I'm more physically imposing than the other person because I want to like lift them up and carry them around and throw them around the room and yeah. like all that stuff. Like yeah. that's what I, as a part of it, I enjoy. It's hard for me to perform as a top if the person is either more muscular or just has more body mass than me because I start to feel like a uh, Chihuahua humping a Great Dane. And okay. then I feel like, wait, what am I doing here? Like, is he enjoying this at all? Like, who am I? I'm this little guy. Uh, so I like to feel like, in that's my fantasy of what, like the few times I like to top, I like that dynamic. Yeah. So there have been a slew of, young musical theater boys in uh, Astoria, where I live, that um, that like this experience. So I have a, maybe like three guys that are kind of regulars that scratch my top itch. Really? Wow. And that's plenty. Yeah. That's plenty. It's you know, because not everybody's available every week. So you like know, maybe once a week. That Harvest Moon is doing some extra work, apparently. You know, it's because the 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 Jupiter's seventh moon is in mm-hmm. the sixth house of Aries. And, oh, you know, you know when that happens. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, everyone's a top for a day. Right. So, <laughs> top for a day. So, anyway. The reason we were, we're talking about this is I was telling a story of the last guy that I was a top four. Yeah. And he comes over. It was actually the first time we met. This was now maybe like, this was now new person, potential new person in my rotation. We talked online for a lot. We just never met. And finally, like, stars aligned. So he comes over. Mm-hmm. And sort of like a, again, a three-strike out deal, which was, and to be fair, we had sex and yeah. the sex finished. Because a lot of the stuff was discovered during the sex. So number one... Mm-hmm. He had a naturally hairy body that he shaved entirely. Mm. And listen, I was one of those in college. I shaved my chest hair. I shaved my stomach hair. That... I let everything but the but the pubic hair. How, wait, can I ask how old is this person? This person, he's probably your age, probably like 26, 25, 26. I wonder, I guess trends come and go and they right. come back and they go and they, right. anyway, it's just. Anyway, if, so. Yeah. Everything, and it's possibly just like he wants to, he, you know, in his mind, he is a, the image of himself, the image of his best self is a hairless twink, you know, whatever. So, maybe it's just him. But the issue is when you do that, literally for me, you have to, we would have to have sex within the three hour window of you shaving. Because if not, like this was definitely day two. So it was like a light coarse stubble over the entirety of the body. I'm feeling burning. It's not burning. It's just like itchy. It's like this is, I don't like this sensation when my body is up against you because I'm like feeling slightly exfoliated. Like, yeah. I don't, it's just not sexy. So that's strike one. Strike two. And of course, I'm not saying anything because it's keep your body how you want. Like, it's none of my fucking business, but like, it's just turning me off. Uh, two. For some reason, these always go together. Like, I find people, if it's one, they're always paired, which is he was very moisturized and, like, full-body lotion or oils. So he was very um, slippery like a dolphin. Okay. A little sticky. Slippery and stubbly. Slippery, stubbly, sticky. Ew. It was was not 
too, he was a good looking guy. He had a nice body. He was fun. He was dirty. He was fun. But the physical sensation of having his body against mine was a little like. Uh, it's tactile, of course. Uh, yes. You, gotta, you know, think of these things. And then, this is number three. And when I told JJ this story in the break, he said, turn the mic on. Turn the mic on. <laughs> he said something to me while I was drilling him into oblivion um, that I feel like if you're going to say something like this, that like it's in this sort of headspace, mm-hmm. you have to have some sort of discussion or texting that's like established this as like, this is our dynamic. Yeah. You can't just announce this dynamic in the middle while I am seven and a half to eight inches inside of you. Yeah. Like, um, which he looked up at me as I'm fucking him. And he said, yes, daddy, give me that muscle cock. And I went, there's a time and a place. Huh. <laughs> Let's check in here. Mm-hmm. One. I'm a daddy now. Oh. Two. I'm a muscle guy now. Oh. That's new. Oh. I am. And you're a top. And I'm a top. This man is looking at me the way that I looked at my ex-boyfriend. Wow. Have I become? <laughs> I grew a beard. Huh. I go to CrossFit now. Yeah. I had this like moment of like, have I like just, have I shapeshifted? Oh my god! And anyway, I don't have an issue. I say I don't have an issue with that when it's like set up. I'm like seeing like, you like staring off in the distance while fucking someone. Just no, like, I think my face Whoa. went like this. Okay. Like, huh. Okay, a gentle kind of like tilt to the head. Tilt to the head, a little squint of the eye, a little yeah. mouth open, like, huh? All right. While the twink what's, is riding you, and you're like, what's wow. this? No, I, I get soft if they ride. They gotta be. Oh, I see. I, I see. gotta be on top. Just kidding. Um. Which I, I found with other types, like, that's a common thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can keep it if if the writing. Like, I can't. The blood flow doesn't work that way for me. Gotcha. I got I, I to gotta, I gotta be upright. You know, now that I think about it, maybe relatable. Mm, anyway. Relatable content. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, no. He was, <laughs> I had the back of his knees in both of my hands. He was stretched like a pretzel in the center of my bed, and I was drilling him. And he goes, that's right, Danny, give me that muscle oh. cock. And I'm like... Oh. Wait, wait, wait. But it was the other, it was another thing that you said that actually, oh, oh, oh. it was that mm. uh, you think using like that kind of sexy talk mm. maybe should, uh, it should be prefaced with some sexy texting in that vein maybe? Or what did you say? I think the stage has to be set. Gotcha. That's not something you can surprise on someone yeah. in the middle of the, like, oh, we're doing this. Daddy muscle cock. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have interacted with people where I have viewed them as sort of a daddy type, and they've been like, don't ever call me that. I hate that. Mm-hmm. There's actually a guy that I, I mess with now who's very much like that. He was like, sir, all that's fine, but like, I'm not, don't call me daddy. Sure. And they have a complicated relationship. I don't have a complicated relationship with that because, like, that's a fantasy I can, like, jump into, but, like, set it up. Right. That's not something I'm ready for. Yeah. If that's not something we've set yeah, that's not something we've said. I okay. just need, I just needed I just need some table setting. Yeah, I, th- I and that was what was inspiring for me to be like, ah, put the mic on because I think it just like put that mic on, Daddy. Yeah, put the mic on, Daddy. Come on, Daddy Musclecock. Um, <laughs> daddy Musclecock. It's crazy. You could put that on your your license plate or something. Um, but I like the idea of uh, setting the stage via text or whatever I think makes so much sense when it comes to dirty talk because of like these misfires of it not going right but I also know I don't know <clears throat> this is like the conversations about consent kind of like talk about this too right where I think nonverbal cueing is part of my sexual communication I think like I don't know especially like asking for permission to do every step or whatever. Someone talked about how that wasn't like, for some mm. reason it turns off the sex brain. Cause you just want someone to kiss you without asking or like whatever. This right. Is. Right. No. And I've heard, I think I know the reference cause that, that sounds very familiar. I think I've heard the same person talk about that. And I agree with that, but I feel like if all you've done is like men on grinder, you've like figured out what you're going to do, who's going to do what. And they come over mm-hmm. like anything beyond normal, you know, oral. You've talked about that you're gonna you've talked about that you're gonna have anal, you've talked about your sex you know, safe sex practices. Right. 
anything beyond that, like extracurricular stuff, it's not like like to me it's 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 obviously different, right? But it lives in the same space of as if I had just like at one point pulled out and started peeing on him. It's like we gotta talk about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. This, is, this is this is extra. This is extracurricular mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. This is stuff we gotta. The, the 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 table that was set for us to have sex with. You were going to come over. Yeah. We were going to make out. You're gonna suck my dick. Right. I'm going to top you. We talked about popper juice. That's what we talked about. Yeah. So anything outside of just that general thing right. has to be discussed. <laughs> discussed. Disgust. Not disgust. It has to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just caught me off guard and t- took me out of the moment for a minute, and then he kept doing it, and then I just did things that kept his mouth full. Uh, <laughs> so we stopped talking. Uh, and then I was done, and then he left, and I don't think I'm going to see this guy again. It was fine, but like... Also, just the oh, the slippery, stubbly body was like it just feels gross, guys, guys, guys. If you don't want to be hairy and you are naturally hairy, mm-hmm. like an at-home wax, try sugaring. Like, sugaring, like there are things to do. Like, it was nice. Or I know a guy. Make peace with your body because there are people who really like hair. Now, I say that as someone who like keeps his ass shaved even though I have a naturally hairy ass. Oh, really? Uh, Because I don't like, I personally don't like the feeling of it in pants. Like, I feel itchy. And even, and they're like, well, you gotta let it grow out. Right, right, right. Even when I let it grow out, like, I'm constantly, like, like, I I feel like my fucking father, like, scratching my ass. Oh, really? It's like, I don't... Interesting. No. I don't like the feeling of hair between my ass cheeks. Interesting. (laughs) It just doesn't feel right. Uh, So, I say that as someone who does, but, like, you know what I do? Before someone ventures in that area, Mm -hmm. I give it a I give it a I give it a, a freshen up. Wow, just a quick freshen up. Yeah, it takes, I don't know, two minutes. I'm like way too low maintenance for that. No, well, I, cause you know, I'm usually bottoming, so I gotta like, I'm in that area That's doing why, doing yeah. deep clean anyway. I'd be bottoming more if it wasn't such a high maintenance right. operation. We're getting a full shampoo. We're getting a yeah. Get an oil change. We're mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. a coffee scrub. You're getting, getting a thing. coffee scrub. <laughs> Ooh, that coffee enema getting me today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Got me. That's exactly what it was, right, Rue? <laughs> Coded language. We're oh. teaching kids how to code their language. Oh, right. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, if it's a hookup. Mm-hmm. Run some stuff by. Run some stuff by. Is it okay if I call you this? Mm-hmm. You know, in my mind, I'm, you know, it's, I'm not asking for a role play, but in my mind, this is what's happening. You know, and you, you know, know what like, would be the most, thinking about it as like a younger guy who's hooked up with older guys, and then I like... Also, it took me a long time to think daddy was like colloquial. Like I didn't for a minute. Oh yeah, I, I didn't like it, it with, at all for a while. Yeah, I, I like the role play like in my brain went too far for a bit. Yes. But now I'm like, oh no no, it's a word and it's provocative and it kind of does it pushes the buttons and at first it probably was like I'll play along and now I'm like no 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 I played no, along enough. There was enough a period of my high. time where I hated the daddy word. Right right right. right. I never. Ugh. But I imagine now like springing that on someone who doesn't feel that way even if they maybe to you like look just like the daddy type like they're older maybe there's a salt salt and pepper situation going on whatever or like gray hair or something if they don't want to hear daddy and you pop that out while you're having sex can you imagine how much of a sex drive killer that is yeah i do because it nearly happened yeah I, i like it didn't occur to me especially if you like you know if someone is 40s. It's, it's any of that talk. It's any any anything because I think of other things that aren't about age, but like I don't like, and I know a lot of people do. So like, do you? Mm-hmm. But I don't like like my kink and verbal lives on the side of ravishment and passion and mm-hmm. good boy and that sort of stuff. I don't want to be called a fucking faggot slut. <laughs> I'm not a whore. I'm not a yeah. slut. I'm not a you know like I don't I don't want to be degraded uh. in any way, and I don't want to be feminized in any way because right. I feel like. And maybe this is me, but I also feel like it's the other person, that typically when you're feminizing someone, you're doing it to degrade them. Interesting. Not untrue either. Right. And so I, so it lives in the same, I don't think it's degrading to be a woman, but I think the the people who sexualize that, it to them, it's scratching a, a degradation. Yeah. Thing, right? Some misogyny in the horny. Right. It's right. Mm-hmm. So misogyny in the horny. <laughs> Got some misogyny in that horny, buddy. Uh... <laughs> Some some fucked up peanut butter in my jelly, <laughs> in my chocolate, in my peanut butter, or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, um, so anyway, I don't like any of that. So it'd be the same as like someone fucking me, and then like having not talked about this at all. At some point, 
the dude being like, that's right, faggot, take that dick. It's like, no, no, I'm not a faggot. Don't. I mean, I am, but don't. Yeah. But I don't want to hear that. Don't. Or I've done that. You know what? It's not even with words. The thing that comes across the most that I forget to mention mm-hmm. and they do it and I like try to send every signal in my body to not kill the mood to like stop doing that, do something else. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. tongue in the ear. Do not oh, okay. put your tongue inside my ear. Yeah. It, it, like one, don't want an ear infection. Oh. Two, like with your saliva dripping all down my fucking ear. It's like, sure. It feels repulsive and also and they don't have any reason to know this i had like four sets of ear tubes as a child i have like 60 percent hearing loss in one ear like i have ear shit mm-hmm. and one of the most horrible memories of my entire life was when they had to remove the scarred tissue oh. and it's my mom sitting on me holding my head down to oh, a no. mattress as not mattress a, a, a bed in the doctor's office as the doctor has a metal hook that he's in my ear scraping out scarred tissue oh, and i'm yeah. screaming so no i don't want you to go in my right. ear you it's, don't know what people ha- like, right. <laughs> have going on but when that ha- like if I don't talk about that and like they're kissing, I was like, I know he's gonna go for it. I know he's gonna go for it because someone fucking likes this. I don't know who does, but then like the the big fat wet tongue just like drills into your ear and it's like stop it, stop, 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 I stop, think, stop. And it, that made me wonder. This is like a fun question to go around the table if people are, are feeling candid. But um, like the most I've ever put up with to play along <clears throat> in bed mm-hmm. was uh, getting smacked in the face. I was with someone recently who told me that they just discovered they liked that. And I was like, hmm. And it was like, it wasn't so, I mean, you know, smacked in the face sounds like the most violent thing is maybe what first comes to mind. And it wasn't exactly that. It was, you know. It's usually just a quick. Well, yeah, it's like his hand was already on my face and it was like a little distance to like a little just for, It's it, more for the sound and the yeah, effect. Yeah, it's like, kind of like a the... cupped hand kind of thing. But uh, it's still like, I just remember being like, did not let give green light this but i'm gonna play along for a little bit and and i was like okay when when am i ready to be like stop fucking hitting me like i don't you know that's like i was i was playing along it's like okay this isn't like the worst but like what you know what'd be really hot though what if they held your wrist and like made you hit yourself why are you, why are you hitting yourself why are you hitting yourself <laughs> oh my god they're fucking bully why are you hitting yourself <laughs> that fully exists somewhere <laughs> my bully fucking me <laughs> That's real. Oh my god! Now I'm they giving you a wet willy, like, yeah. like, licking the finger, singing in your ear, yes. making you hit yourself. Mm-hmm, mm, wedgie. Some, literally, someone just came listening yeah. to this. You're welcome. Well, we'll give you time to clean up, and uh, we'll be right back to to do some swiping. We're back to the swipes, sir. Yes. Let me open my phone. Oh, I got a grinder message. Ooh. Um, Speaking of grinder, is oh uh, well, let me see. I want to consider our options. Consider your <clears> options <throat> carefully. It's the same fucking options every time for the last ye- nearly year. Can you imagine? We're almost coming up on a year, buddy. Uh, of of us recording because we started recording before we started releasing. Right. Uh, but I think we started. I think our first conversation was in April. Yeah, and I'm gonna. Uh, toot my own horn and say that I was hanging out with coworkers last night. Uh, like we'd had like a bar moment after the shift, mm-hmm. and I was just telling them what I was up to this weekend. And uh, you know, I was like, "Yeah, I'm recording uh, for podcasts," and they asked me questions and stuff. I'm like, "Yeah, we have like, you know, I think around like I couldn't I estimate. I think we're like 40s. We're coming up on 40. Yeah. We're coming on um, on 40s, and uh, for how many episodes we have. And I felt like, yeah, we're working and making a thing. We really are. We're making a thing. I like it. Anyway, mm-hmm. um. Let's make a thing on Grinder. Yikes. So immediately you go to my tapped buttons and and how, describe the commonality that the most recent four people have tapped me. Mm, they all are quartuplets <laughs> that are just gray-faced people. <laughs> we have no picture. No pictures, man. Okay. Um should we uh pursue just the grid? Sure. What, let's do it. Is that this one? Yeah. Okay, cool. And I don't pay, so it only lets me see so many like people. the top. And oh. then look at all of these grays. Yeah. Is there like a a thing for DL people in Astoria? Maybe. I don't know if I think there's a filter for, for pictures. Pictures only, faces only, face photos only. Photos only. Photos only is that one. And these are all advanced filters I can't use. Oh bull. Okay. And God. they really take stuff away. And it gives you ads all the fucking time. Yeah, let's like make a ad of, or make an app about sex and then completely make it un like impossible to oh, use. They want you to pay. Oh. They want you to is pay. Is Grinder like green lighting this? 
Yeah, because you don't see it. Oh, describe what we're seeing. So I just like, I'm, you know, I'm not mad about it. I just don't know the boundaries of this platform. But Grinder, there's a person whose first, the profile picture is a mirror pic with their legs spread wide open and a devil emoji between their legs. And they're obviously 100% naked. 100% naked. This is a cock and hole pic presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're using the, they're only 269 feet away. Mm. Invite him over for the pod. Um, this is curious. Why? Because the first picture, I mean, he's also, like, there are no face pictures. Um, his phone is covering his face. The first picture, based on the hairline and the scruff, tells me this is someone in their, like, mid to late 30s. Maybe. And that's another picture of theirs. That face, like, from, it's it's a cropped photo that is, like, cutting a out teenager. the face. You think it's a teenager? Look at that. That's a teenager in that picture. Yeah. In the first photo... Oh, sorry. I swiped another person. The first photo, if it was a who would play her... You can't really tell because you can't see the face. Well, you can't see the face, but honestly, from like the small details, have you watched any of Euphoria? Do you know who nope. Angus Cloud is? No. Nope. Okay. But maybe our audience will. Um, He's... I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Let's... Um... I'm... Uh, I'm I'll, I'll give it a... The second picture wasn't uh, nude, by the way. I feel like I should say that, but it was a weird kind of provocative, weird mud wrestling thing or something. I don't know. That was a little strange. Like a mud bath that he took in 1993 when he was... The photo did look oldish, too. Yeah. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. Uh, I tapped it just to see what would happen. Yeah. Is this... This is the beginning of our true crime podcast now. I hope not. Jesus. (laughs) The last time you heard me alive. No. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Let's move Moving on from on. that weird Moving profile. On. How about this weird profile? No. Um. I'm curious to see what's gonna what's going on on right here. All right. So we got a beard. We got a handsome face. Mm-hmm. Salt I think and pepper. I've seen this guy before. Thirty-seven. His handle is CW. Looking for friends and or fun. Mostly into oral and foreplay verse, typically top if it comes to that. Anything else, just ask me. Vaxed times three. Five, seven, 165, an average otter verse top in an open relationship. Oh, okay. Always the case. Astoria is full of open Buddha, relationships. Buddha so. booze. I'm just, I'm just Buddha, not Buddha. prioritizing that. Someone, someone who lives very close to me has been hitting me up constantly, like woofing me every day. And he and I was just like, he's just. It's always just looking for oral in a relationship. It's like I don't want some married guy to just roll over and me suck his dick. Like that's not that's not that's not that's not attractive to me. Sure, this guy's attractive, but I think he's a bottom because I've looked at him multiple times. I was gonna say like I clicked on this person knowing that you definitely probably already checked them out because they're cute. Um, this is versatile. Yeah, verse top, and they're cute. And I'm pretty sure. I okay, think I, I probably woofed this person a bunch. They've never talked to me. I um, because that is my type. Also, my but the like, pictures are. I don't know how to use. They this run over the course of I don't know twelve years. I yeah, I was like, he looks really different in this one. He looks good in all of them, but like that. Yeah, one of them is from twelve years ago. <laughs> I mean, I have I've taken a photo that I'm like I look younger in this than I have in a lot of photos lately. Like sometimes that happens. He has more hair and different color. Truth. <laughs> But they're, yeah, truth. Okay, fine. And um, a different body. <laughs> also, well, in like my sex brain and knowing that it's grinder, maybe this isn't that off. He's It's cropped to where you can't see below the waist. He may be naked in this photo, and I'm wondering if like the shine on his belly is sweat or some other bodily fluid. Oh, he definitely came on himself. And then put it on grinder. I love yeah. that. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah. Like thick thighs, thick cock, sucking cock, rimming, shaved pubes. Oh, it's really definitely come off. He's five. Five. It's definitely come. Uh, yeah. Five, five. Ten. Yeah. I'm attracted. I hate to say this, and this is probably why this is. I'm attracted to the person who was 12 years ago, not to who he is today. I think about that sometimes. We're all going to head in a direction. We're all going to get older. Hey, I think I've gotten better looking with age, personally. Yeah. I mean, you know, and someone might think that about him. <laughs> yeah, someone might think that about you. Shut <laughs> up. I thought that's what you were going to say. Like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, someone might think that. <laughs> okay. There are a lot of blind people out there. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. All right. Let me find another. 
oh my gosh, there's so much. Obviously, it's super horny on Grinder, but I'm like, it's for some reason surprising me. It, I think it's even worse than Scruff in terms of it's just like horny, just whole looking for. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've had conversations on Scruff. I feel like Grinder is like, do you want to see what I can fit up there? Like, it's kind of <laughs> more that. That's that's the corporate tagline. Grinder. Yeah. You want to see what I can fit up there? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I once received a Grinder message of a guy sitting on a bar stool, but it was upside down. How many legs was that stool, and how many friends did he have? <laughs> it was four legs, and it was him just on one of them. I'm, yeah, you know, just sit with that image for a little bit, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Were there other people at the bar? No, I mean, it wasn't like a bar stool at a bar. It just, I, like, he had a bar stool maybe in a kitchen or in a bedroom or whatever. Like, there was just a bar stool in a room that was, like, oh. not enough in the, the, the photo. But he DM'd a picture of him sitting on a bar stool with a with a oh. leg of a bar stool up his ass. Mm. Mm. That's why, this is where I got that, you know, tagline from. What, what can we fit up there? What can we fit up there? All right, let's just... check out Gamer. I think it's okay to say a moniker name if it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, also yeah. gamer. People say gamer all the time. All the time. Um, Cutie. Very cute. He even looks like um. He looks like one of my friend's ex-boyfriends. He's not because okay. he was a straight man. Um, oh, he's totally my Your friend's type. ex-boyfriend was a straight man? My friend was a woman. Oh, <laughs> I forgot that <laughs> happens. <laughs> <laughs> I forget straight people exist sometimes. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is 1,000% my type. So Let's I look. can't wait to see that he's a bottom. Oh. Yeah. For sure. And he's happily married. Oh. Happily married. Literally a two friends. Six foot versus bottom. But he is, to- that's totally ah. my type. That's 100% my type. It really is. He looks like this guy that I had a crush on last summer. I know what you did last time. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. It's Grinder, so they don't have a single version for Grinder yet. So oh, Jesus. Maybe that's next year. All right. Everyone's all right. married on Grinder, and I don't want any of them. All right, I'm gonna pick this person just to have commentary on what we see first. What's your impression of that? Like, okay. Try to read into it as much as possible, but even though it might not mean anything, but just go off. So he's like, it's sort of like a like child actor at glamour shots. <laughs> That's very accurate. Like puts puts his his hand his head is in his hand. He's kind of tilting and giving like a uh eyebrows raised look to camera like Right. Like I'm a ras I'm a little rascal. <laughs> I'm auditioning for the role of Stephanie Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't know like it's um, a, it's a fully grown adult man who is kind of posing to be cute. Yes, he's a 35-year-old man going for cute. He's 6'3 and 220. So mm. is a, he's a burst bottom. We're quirky, you know. Like, look at how quirky I am. Right. Second photo, he has beautiful eyes. Let's see him. <gasps> yeah, really pretty. Ooh, hey, look at me. The other thing is, everything is chinning up. Sure. That, that tells you something on Grinder. This is someone who is self-conscious about his size. 6'3, 220. That's, That's like a good proportion. Yeah. I mean, you're probably a little stocky, but like... Right. Honestly, fine. I would not be mad about 6'3", 220 in any way. So here's something interesting to talk about. I'm not mad about anyone's body for one thing. No, no, I no, just no, no, no. To, oh, yeah, I like, yeah, I like bigger. But like, to me, when you only take those, it, it's tell, it tells me that you have insecurity about it. And it's going to sure. make things awkward. But like, like, how... Isn't it super possible that they just didn't think about it? On Grinder. Oh, you're not going to show your body at all on Grinder. Well, you know, what if they're from... I mean, from, most of them aren't even showing their fucking face. What if they're from, you know, South Carolina, and they're like, I like to move slow. Is that a South Carolina thing? I don't know. I mean, no, I'm saying, like, they have, like, you know, southern roots. I remember being, like, a little bit more modest and stuff, and maybe, just having kind of, you know... Maybe, I'm not, maybe. you know, ready to show a hole. So, <laughs> anyway... Not ready for a hole. No. Um, so I don't. Th- you can't put that as your main grinder picture. <laughs> but um, um, so oh, I are gen- you sure you can't put it as your grinder picture? What is that? Well, yeah, it's not hole, but it's butt. Mm. I I these days because I'm looking for a relationship. One, I don't prioritize the people in relationships and the married people. I don't. I don't really pursue them. Mm-hmm. Um, however. Or and 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 I'm generally like I would like to be the ninety 
it's 75 to 100% bottom in the relationship. So mm-hmm. I'm usually people who are tops. <sighs> With that in mind, if someone in their profile puts versatile mm-hmm. or verse bottom, mm. are they an option for me? I mean, my first instinct is yeah. My first instinct is no. That's interesting. I don't that that might be incorrect because there is something about like I think well anyone that identifies with bottoming you know the joys of bottoming and right. you're not going to give it up kind of right. I think that's and, where and my they mind shouldn't goes to. and they shouldn't they won't have to with me because I do enjoy it on occasion I just wonder if you're putting verse because I think I put verse bottom mm. and so it's like I imagine that's your proportion as well. Oh, right, 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 right. You can project your own kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, there's already jokes about verse bottom, LOL, you fucking bottom. Like, that's kind of, you know. Right. Right. I feel like if you don't actively put the word top in the profile, it's under 50% of mm. your spread. I think that's probably accurate. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. The tracks for no reason. Like, no real rational reason, I don't think. So I think there's experience. a possibility that if you put versatile, you're a true 50-50. Mm-hmm. And some people say 50-50, too. Like, some right. people, like, really explain it. But if you spell lean it out. top, I think you put verse top or top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, okay. I'm a verse identifying person who, like... Right. It's partly that I had a lot of pride in conquering bottoming because it felt inaccessible. That was something you did during the course of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I wanted, I think verse is like also more in vogue. It's like, it's 2022. How is not everyone verse? Some of the best sex I've ever had in my life was just a true 50-50 flip back and forth session. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, can the person... There is a level of, I'm not going to say, it's not masculinity. Okay. But it's like, um, it's it's a level, it's not like performative, but there's a level of like dominance to it okay. that I need if it's that. I don't see myself being with someone who as a bottom is like a, yes, daddy, but me with your muzzle cock. Sure. Like that's not the vibe that I would, that's like, that's fun on a, on a lark, mm-hmm. but that's not, I need someone who's just like, you know, like really like, like into like fucking me. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, you know, fuck me. And then it's like, oh God, this is, and then back. And then, but it's that level of like, there, I don't want like a, come get it, daddy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want that. Sure. All the time. Sure. I want it occasionally. Sure. Yeah. But not all the time. Interesting. Um, so for so it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, there are yeah. times that I've thought like I should really be with a 50-50 verse or something. And something's more close so that we can do more more regularly. Mm-hmm. But it also sort of requires there was someone I was dating who broke up with me terribly oh. uh in the early pandemic. He was it was another, it was like a complete blindside. He was I was we talked about it on the podcast a long time ago. I was like ready for our second date. Had like over oh, yeah. dinner. He was supposed to be on his way over, and he's like, "On oh, second thought, I'm not interested anymore." Goodbye. Oh, wow. Um, but we had that relationship, and I was like super into it. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like we're gonna be like every time is gonna be both of us, you know, flipping constantly, and it was like yeah. super hot. And... That's why it's easy to conflate good sex with like a with with like tangible. But we also like had we took walks right. pan, early pandemic we took walks and we had lots of that's know, talks even, and we watched movies and we this and that and it's like that, I thought it was all here it adds fuel to the flame like you, you the good sex even perpetuates more of the idea that this is going to work you know because right. it is an ingredient in what works and it's a necessary ingredient and yeah. that's why I like to check it out pretty early because if it ain't there I don't want to be wasting my time going to like seven dinners with you if like you know I don't know I don't know a good joke here but like if, if, if things don't work yeah if it's not working it's not fucking working Okay. Um, how are we on time? What are uh, we doing? Let's do one more. One more. Okay. Um, oh, the options, the options. It's, I'm like, this really is. When you're also now in the space where I'd have to pay to see any of those people. Whoa. Okay. It's below the yellow bar. Oh, it's weird that it'll tease you with like enough. Here to... are all the people you won't see, baby. That's yeah. crazy. Here are okay. the people you won't see, baby. Wow. I don't. Technology... Look at all these hot jocks in your area. Um, 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 who looks like a 50-50? There's a dirt. That one? Cute eyes. Very handsome. 
Ooh, nice body too. He looks yeah. vaguely familiar. Maybe. He looks vaguely familiar. Have I swiped him somewhere? Yeah. 31, vaccinated, 5'8", versatile. Yeah, I did it. Single. No conversations. He gets... Well, I have to go through this ad for Candy Crush first. Oh, word. <laughs> oh, look, Candy Crush. Because that's what I want to do when I'm looking for dick. I want to play. I want to match the Jujubes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Skip. Oh, take me to the App Store? No, I'm not going to buy it. Okay, we're back. Here's Fire or a Tap or whatever they're called here. And hey there. How are you? Crush mark. And done. Nice. All right. Well, nice, we'll see nice, if that nice. leaves anything. I highly doubt that. If it did, then I did it. <laughs> that you found my you found my husband, JJ. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back after this break with a very special guest. Today's guest is a New York City LGBTQIA plus independent recording artist, performer, and socialite. He is a co-producer and performer for Vinyl Fantasy Presents, a monthly tribute show to pop albums you love, a reoccurring uh, performer in My Fam Party. Uh, he is a member of the House of Production, Valentine, House of Comedowns, Crypt of Flame. Uh, he is an all-around hustler who really taught me how to hustle in nightlife. And uh, we work together quite often. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Marcel the Artist. Hello. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me, Jack. <laughs> of course. This has, been, this has been a long time in the making. I think you're the last of the regulars because we've had Vegas on. We've had... Um, um, Jr. We've had Ricky. We've had Mel. We've had Bryce. So I think I think you're you're the last of like the main crew to roll Work. through. <laughs> Work. Yeah. Oh, we gotta have your boyfriend at some point. Oh yeah, you definitely need to. But um, yeah, Gil says hi. By the way. <laughs> oh hi, Gil. Hi, so Gil. Gil is a so. I knew him first, uh, was other than Marcel's partner, is also uh, a DJ, and mm-hmm. he was always the DJ at the gigs uh, that we I would do with Marcel at Marcel's gigs, and then you find out he's also just like like a talented like regular old like composition musician and writes all this great like orchestral stuff Ooh. and this and that and like music theory and all this shit. And he was on this like fellowship. Um, yeah, very impressive yes. human being. Very impressive. But we're not here to talk about him. We're here to talk about you, <laughs> baby. Me. <laughs> so uh, you got Vinyl Fantasy coming up. I th- this podcast will have aired by the time you had it, but you've got Pink coming up tomorrow. Yes, I do. <laughs> what are you yeah, performing? I, so I'm performing um, Misunderstood, the title track of the album, mm-hmm. and um, Family Portrait. So, yeah, it's, it's a depart from uh, what my usual type of uh, comfort level is when it comes to doing covers. Right, because you're usually full full dancer Britney fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I always love to give a production, but um, I felt like for this show, I mean, we're doing it in a different venue as well. We're doing it in a more intimate uh, venue, uh, Purgatory. And nice. um, for me, I just feel like, yeah, with Pink, you want to showcase your vocals. And, you know, you for me, at least, I don't want to do my old reliables as I would say, you know, I want to be able to like, you know, get something different and also be able to challenge myself. And uh, Pink is definitely an artist that's been very challenging. And I'm sure not just for me, but for a lot of the cast members, just because it's, um, this album is uh, very complex vocally. It's a Linda Perry album because she did this at the same time that uh, Linda Perry worked with Christina on Stripped. Yes, yes. Um, uh, li- yeah. but um, yeah, no, I, I'm regardless, I'm excited and I'm stepping up to the challenge. I'm sure everyone else is, and I can't wait. <laughs> nice, very excited for that. Yeah. Um, um, I saw in a pink, I saw pink in concerts, one of the best concerts I've ever seen, undoubtedly. And she did a segment where she did her like early album track, she did like a medley of them, and she was much more like RB dancey at that right. point. Yeah, and I remember her, she was getting ready, like it was coming up, and she was like, okay, guys. For the next 10 minutes, I'm not going to be singing live because I also have to dance and I can't do both of that shit at the same time. So <laughs> I think lip syncing is bullshit, but I'm going to do it for the next 10 minutes. Cool? Cool. Nice. Here we go. Hell and then yeah. like, the music started and I just, I really appreciate that. I respect she really that. killed it. Um, so you're joining us today on our 
dating, relationship, sex podcast. We've obviously already talked that you you have a partner. Um, and the game you chose is Best Worst. And you chose movie. What is our best worst movie? So I mean, it connects because you know a movie date is a typical is a typical date. Movies are one of your first questions when you go out with someone new. Mm-hmm. It's like one of your favorite movies. What's yeah. your least favorite movie? It's you my know. favorite thing to be nerdy about. Yep. So, so what's your favorite movie, Marcel? What's the best movie? What is the best movie? So like. I don't know. For me, it always changes. But currently, what has stuck as being my favorite movie was the um, the latest rendition of A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga. Um, that movie made me that movie made me cry three times. And yes. um, I still play that soundtrack on heavy rotation. So, um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a great it's a great movie, a great work of art. Um, I think it was a great retelling. Um, I did not see the, um, uh, what was uh, the Judy Garland one, but I did see the Barbra Streisand one. Um, and uh, I think that was a great departure from that telling of the story. Um, and yeah, best movie, in my opinion. I definitely liked it. I saw it on a plane. I Oh my God, same story. I co-signed it. I saw it on a plane. I cried a lot. I and did then, cry, yeah. And then I watched another movie and then I watched it again. Ooh. I watched *A Star Is Born* twice, twice to just torture myself on a plane because I'm just fully row. crying on. A, I was a long plane ride. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think it was like from Beijing to New York, and so I watched *A Star Is Born* twice and just cried a lot. Wow! No, I remember watching. I remember liking it. The the the, the scene that sticks out to me is, of course, uh, the oh, pissing on stage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that no, really sticks out. No, scene that. For me, it's Sam Elliott putting his truck in reverse and looking over his shoulder and having tears in his eyes. Sam Elliott. Yeah. Are you, what? Come on. <laughs> and I did like the song. I loved Shallow. Oh, of that course. Was a great song. Of course. It wasn't even just like a pop hit. It was like, oh, this is uh, actually good. Like it's, you know, yeah, it's getting played enough and it's catchy. So we're going to hear it and right. whatever. But it's like even on its own. Yeah. Yeah. And I, have, I haven't seen any other rendition of Star Wars. I haven't so, I love uh, Barbara Streisand. I like Barbara Streisand. Uh, I, don't I, know can, if I love Barbara Streisand. I get into that funny girl. All right, so what's your favorite? Well, we we give her 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 tens and her respect. <laughs> That's right. Oh, first respect for sure. I just I don't know if I'm a big Babs head. Oh yeah, I'm not like I can't say I don't know enough of her to be like I'm an aficionado. But I think every time I absorb right. her, she's amazing. So what's your best movie, JJ? My best movie. So I love movies. I love a lot of movies, but I don't have all the movies tattooed on my body, except I've got a quote from one film, mm-hmm. My Own Private Idaho, uh, directed by Gus Van Sant. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not. No way, but I haven't seen it. Right. It's not a pop culture moment. It's not really like a, you know, culture reset or anything like that. It's kind of niche, and I caught it on Logo like eleven years ago. Um, but it's, yeah, it's Gus Van Sant directed it. It's starring Keanu Reeves and River Phoenix. And it's a early, like, gay, semi-coming-of-age, semi-challenging. It's a pretty challenging movie, too. It's not, like, a digestible watch. But I, like, I could talk about it for hours because I nerd out about it. I also nerd out about River Phoenix in general. Like, I think he's incredible. And I got a quote from the movie, I love you and you don't pay me, tattooed on my te- chest. So, you know. That's... Do you, do you realize that that's like a that's the central chorus to the music video you were in of mine? Pretend to love me. Oh, I always have to pay you. I pay for yeah, you to love. Yeah, like, it's, that, right. that's funny. Yeah, that's I remember that. Yeah, I love you. And you don't pay me. Is tattooed on my body yeah. though, because yeah, the kind of central point of the movie is um, if you know that you want something and you know that you, you know, if you feel passionate and loving for it, it's uh, something you're willing to do for yourself. Like it's not you know. The, the, in the payment, like they play two hustlers that are sleeping with people to kind of get money to travel across the country to look for his mother. Huh. And, um, he falls in love with his best friend and confesses like, I love you and you don't pay me. Like, it's not this transactional thing. And anyway, that's kind of like the message of the film. And I saw it when I was 16 and it stayed with me as like, in a lot of ways, I think it's probably why I pursued acting. Cause it moved me. And I was like, I want to do that to other people. Marcel, have you seen this movie? 
I have not. No, me either. Yeah, it's not, it not surprising. It's not like a, and it's also, like I said, not an easy watch. It's a challenging one. So sometimes I'm afraid to show it to people if they're not in the right mood. But I have mm. shared it with some people and it's 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 landed mm. correctly. So best movie for me. So whenever anybody asks us on a date and it always happens, I always like to qualify. And I'm like, okay, so there, there, are, there, there are best movies for me that I think are just perfect for rewatch. Yeah. There are best movies that I think are like just artistically interesting and moved me. There are movies that are like it's just pure nostalgia. And it just just it always will sit in my heart because it's it's just it has a special point in my life. And maybe it's not a great movie, but it's just I'll watch it a million times because it's it's special to me. So I'm choosing my best from my from that latter category. Yeah. Of just a movie I was obsessed with as a kid. Still watch all the time. Can quote probably could do the whole. I could probably do the whole movie for you right now. Uh, and that is. Batman Returns. Oh, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman yes. is fucking iconic. Mm. Every line that comes out of her fucking mouth, every mm-hmm. line that mm-hmm. comes out of that woman's mouth, mm-hmm. and to think that she was the emergency replacement. Right. It was supposed to be Annette Benning. Right. Which would have also been kind of amazing. And I'm Annette sure. Benning um, so, uh, was pregnant and so couldn't ah. do it. So they got Michelle Pfeiffer, and it was, and I only learned this recently. It was uh, a little iffy because she and Michael Keaton had previously dated for like a year or so, Shit. which explains all that fucking chemistry oh. between the two of them. Yeah. So, I mean, there were I don't have any tattoos, but lines from that movie are highly considered. Mm-hmm. They're right up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Life's a bitch now, so am I. <laughs> um, oh, Bruce, I would love. Oh, Bruce, I would love to live with you in your castle forever and always just like in a fairy tale, but I just couldn't live with myself, so let's not pretend this is a happy ending. <laughs> uh, um, 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 the, bet, the, one, the one line of hers that I didn't get as a kid and I got as an adult, and I remember watching it, some, it just, it's just a magic moment, some rewatch, right? like the thousandth rewatch, I like heard it and I was like, oh my God, wait, I know what that means now. And it was... They, they they had just had some sort of they, the last time they saw each other there was a miscommunication or an argument of some sort and they're they're now together and they're dancing together and so they're, it's like Bruce and and her and he says he apologizes for something he says no hard feelings and she pulls in her body really close and goes mm, semi hard I'd say ooh never caught that oh my god never caught that she was talking about his dick is this tim burton right oh yeah. this is his tim burton movie this, this is the second one this is the one wasn't he danny devito's penguin right he was credited as the director of uh nightmare before, before christmas, christmas but he wasn't even though even he there. wasn't really involved yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. he was doing this movie right amazing all right marcel what's your worst movie oh okay so um it, this this took me a while to think about but um i'm gonna see this movie was actually several movies from this particular um, channel that I just can't stand. Um, Aaliyah, the Princess of R&B, and any other Lifetime movie that does a biopic. I have heard that that was horrendous. It was so bad. Um, for me, it was just like, why do the movie if you can't even get the licensing to any of her catalog? That's already the number one. Like, no, it's a no-go. Agreed. It's a no-go. Yeah. And then, like, they replace it with these really cheesy, teeny, bopper, even Disney would say pass type of yeah. uh, songs. And then the way that her story was told just seemed very rushed and a lot of plot holes. And they don't really address the whole R. Kelly thing, even though I feel like, you know, um, R. Kelly should be addressed in, in Aaliyah's biopic because he was, you know, technically dating her you know he was her husband they were married yeah they were married yeah yeah exactly they were married actually um but it just makes no sense to me like how this movie came to be it just seemed like a a, a, it just seemed like sloppily put together and then let's see if it makes any money and it'll probably get talked about for a week how how bad it is and that's it and about someone who deserves you know, who really deserves something special. Yeah. And, and, you know. Don't insult a legacy like that. Yeah. So you or see Selena, too. Selena got a whole freaking, um, like, she got the real treatment and Aaliyah mm-hmm. got this lifetime. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure 
that is not the only thing that they, they it, it it will come. I think so point. too. Enough people are affected by Aaliyah that there has to be a filmmaker out there that wants to do it right. Right. It, the problem with that is the the family. Well, maybe now is the time because only now has the family and the record label. It was Blackground Records. Like they only, I mean, they only just released her stuff on Spotify recently. Right. They were very precious about the rights and holding mm-hmm. stuff out. And now because they they're doing that posthumous album where they're taking her old clips and like she has that song with the weekend that's out now that's. Okay, right. um, uh, where they didn't clean up her vocals and he sounds amazing and her sounds muddled. I don't like it. Um, but anyway, um, so maybe now is the time. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, no. Shameless plug. Um, Vinyl Fantasy is doing Aaliyah this year too. Oh, which one? Uh, I care for you. So half of you know her previous greatest hits and half mm-hmm. of unreleased material so i want in that show i want in that show holy shit my favorite leah song is four page letter <laughs> just saying just saying um so so it's not on that album oh, okay. <laughs> i know uh, i was so disappointed too i was like why <laughs> from that it would be oh extra smooth was that on elite that was on Aaliyah. I'd have to go back and look. I have to go back and look. Um, so, JJ, worst movie? I interpreted this question not as like, because I don't know, whenever I dislike a movie, well, okay, that uh, example for Aaliyah is a great worst example because it's disrespectful. Right. But uh, I don't know. Generally, I'm just like, okay, I guess this, this movie's not for me or whatever. I interpreted the question to be like a movie that was so like just viscerally horrifying. It provoked all of like the bad emotions, but it did exactly what it set out to do. In uh, Requiem for a Dream, or Requiem of a Dream, I forget. Watched it once. Watched, no one watches watch. it more than once. You can't. I, it's, I watched it also way too young. I don't know. I think I caught it on HBO and watched it by myself. I watched it the second time I got high. Oh, fuck that. And then it was like, it, the movie ended and I look, looked to my friends and was like, so I'm going to take a walk. Yeah. I'll see you later. Oh, I need, no, no. I need no, to no, walk. No. Yeah. Yeah. I like, it's... It did exactly what it set out to do. And I think I was like, in some form or another, my worldview was depressed for five days. Like oh, I was so you know, dark. It's so, so dark. I think the best part of that movie though, and it, it, it for me is the, the uh, Ellen Burstein. The refrigerator? Yes. Oh my God. Terrifying. 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 And also, I'm like, t- I mean, I don't know. Terrible to see anyone do anything this terrible, but to watch Jennifer Connelly go through that. Ass too. Ass. Just so fucking degrading and so scary and all those <sighs> businessmen. I That movie fucked me up. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fuck. It's yeah. a cautionary tale, so go off. But like, holy shit. Anyway, right. that's mine. So I thought it would be good to... to th- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you like one and a quarter. So I was going to say, just because it ties to Batman Returns, the only movie I nearly like stood, I like I turned the person, I was like, should we just leave? Was uh, the Halle Berry Catwoman. Because uh, it was so fucking god awful. I'm still into it. But. Uh, it was so awful good though. So awful. No, no, <laughs> I don't have that in me. I don't have awful good. I certainly do. Um, um, for me. This is camp, honey. It was one of those where, so I'm super nerdy about Batman. I'm super nerdy about Star Trek. I'm also super nerdy about X-Men. Oh, okay. Uh, love, fell in love with it with the childhood cart, with the 90s cartoon, which is apparently coming back. Oh, cool. They're doing it with the original animation and the voices. They're like doing, they're continuing oh, it. Fuck yeah. Um, which I'm excited for. How wet, so I was deeply in love with X-Men for a long period of time. Loved all of that. And loved the Brian Singer movies. And then they started doing the, the, the ones with McAvoy and Fassbender and all of that mm, and Jennifer Law. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I had seen this movie and then, and I hated it when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Yeah. And then I was like, I watched some of the, the sequels to this movie and liked the sequels. I was like, I need to go back. Maybe I was just in a mood okay. or like something. Mm-hmm. And I watched it again. Bad. And I, I can't. Oh. X-Men First Class is a horrible fucking movie. Oh. You spend the entire time building up this, like, the first team of X-Men that aren't the first team of X-Men. It's not Cyclops. It's not Gene. It's not Beast. It's not Angel. It's not Iceman. Those were the first X-Men. It's not them. It's random people they made up for the purpose of the movie Mm. that they kill all of them within the first, I don't know, hour. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't care about any of these people. And you murdered them all. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, January Jones has 
no sexuality to her performance of Emma Frost, who is like sex vixen. She is a wet fucking blanket. Is that a statement? Is that like a, you know. But they have her in like thongs and decision? leotards, like walking around and she's just like bored. And, and. That's my kink. The worst. The worst. I liked Mystique so much better when she was Rebecca Romaine, mm-hmm. quiet and mysterious, deadly and yeah. mysterious and had good punchy one-liners at best. Yes. I think that's, that, that's what that that's how she should be to be honest. Right. right. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence and not even when not even when Jennifer Lawrence was in it, but in that first scene which is not from the X-Men at all. Xavier and Mystique had no brother sister relationship. Like they baked all this into it. It was like this wasn't why did we do this? This sure. wasn't there. It's not even from the comics. What right, is this? Right, right, right. And that she is like, you know, she she breaks into their house to like find food or something. And that horrible child actor Aww. they had play. I'm sorry. Fuck, <laughs> fuck that fucking kid who played young Xavier who oh goes, God. I will make sure you are now never hungry again there. is the line. Right. And I was like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. That's writing and directing problems too. Writing, directing, acting. It was awful. Gross. I hate it. Fight me. They wrote a movie for who? I, for money. They wrote right. a movie for money. I see. Well, it was good to travel down the movie memory lane because it is something that comes up on dates. It you always is. have to mention I your favorite love, movies. Oh and God. someone can say a wrong answer. Well, like, it wasn't movies, but TV shows. I told you about that guy who went out who said his favorite TV show was Big, Two and a Half Men. And, and I was Big like, Bang Theory. I was, and Big Same Bang Theory. Person. And I was like, we're done. Yeah, we're sorry. Maybe we're done. Yeah. So, Marcel, if people would like to uh, find out more about you on the interwebs, where can they find you? Yes. Um, right now, I guess I would say Instagram is the main. Um, Outlet, I'm doing my social media in. Right now, I'm doing more stories than I am on my grid, but I need to get back on my grid game. So don't worry, I'll be back on the grid. Um, and right now, I should have a website that's going to be coming out in a couple months. Um, that'll be with the rollout of music finally. Um, and then you can also follow Vinyl Fantasy on Instagram as well. And then Vinyl Fantasy on YouTube as well. So yeah, there you go. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Marcel. Long time in the making. Glad we finally got to have you. And we will be back right after this break to either leave you with love and light or pick up fight. Thanks, Marcel. Thanks. <laughs> All right, JJ, you're, our, you're, fi- you're the one of us who's fighting today. I am fighting. It is February of 2022. At the time of this recording, uh, if you're listening to this, you're in the future. Hi, I hope it's doing well. Um, what is happening? <laughs> I'm just commiserating over the fact that it's 2022 and LGBTQ rights and uh, protections are still at risk. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I know this is a cute podcast, but I don't, it's also like about the gay experience and stuff. And what the fuck? I don't know. It's, and here's another scary part of it is it's so like in the rear view for me and I'm in my cool New York bubble that things feel far away sometimes that I forget entirely that like the world's fucked up and the country is fucked up in a lot of corners Mm -hmm. that this is still an issue. So seeing that it was still an issue in, in recent headlines, I, I almost had like a non-reaction because I'm like, this, are you like, that's got to be a joke. Like, that can't be true. Well, it's because, well, it's because of a lot of things. But one of the things is that the Republican Party has become like, they find political power and value in, it's not just disagreement, it's active trolling. Mm. They, they want to troll. It's not just like, oh, here's a policy that is shit and, you know, but is our principles and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what? Fuck these fucking liberals and we want to see them cry. Okay. There's a lot of that. I see why that rallies people. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's like gross and, you know, let's have a common enemy and just unite against something. Because, yes, there are snotty liberals who say snotty shit about Trump supporters. I'm one of them. Um, I can't think of a single liberal policy that is made out of vindictiveness. Right. I can't think of one. I mean, we are, like, definitely playing the cards of, like, when it comes to writing um, 
trying to fix the gerrymandering issues and stuff and trying to, you know, redefine what districts are where and things. Like, there's some strategic, you know... Of course, it's strategic, but, right, right, but, right. but nothing like, oh, these... let's Like, when Trump changed the tax laws and, like, made it more expensive, like, made the burden fall disproportionately on states that voted liberal. Right. It's like, he just, like... Or, or like, it, it's, that, it's that strategy. level of... Well, there's strategy. There's strategy in terms of, like, how do we put our political party in the best position to, like, have power? Right. And then there's, like, let's punish the other side. Yeah. Let's make them hurt economically. Let's make sure we don't talk about gays in schools. Let's report the trans people. Like, like I, I don't mean to be hyperbolic, but there are times where I wonder, like, with the wrong election, how far are we away from, like, like going back to, like, just arresting people for being gay? We're not, I don't feel like we're that far away from just going back to that. Well, and okay, so this is, we, you know, if you're listening and you don't know already, Jack and I have been collaborators for a few years and we did a movie called Snowflake. And there literally <laughs> was dialogue in that film about like the gay issue is, you know, it it feels like the his, like history, mm-hmm. but, you know, it it's, ugh, God, it's crazy that it's still the present. It is. It's always going to be a rallying cry for a particular section of the base of the Republican Party to, you know, George, they credit George W. Bush's second you know, election win to him um, jumping on the gay marriage, the anti-gay marriage stuff. It's a rallying cry for people. It's, you know, probably secondary or tertiary to the abortion issue. It's just something they know. They kick that hornet's God, nest. They imagine, can get people real activated about it. Imagine building an identity around policing other people doing their own shit. I agree with your fight. Yep. And it's a it's 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 good. It, it, another if there's any silver lining to it at all, it is a good reminder to all of us mm-hmm. how privileged and lucky we are to have what we have, and how to keep it. The fight never ends. No. And this is an easy one to rebel against. In some, no, I'm not, that's privileged to say as well. But it's, say gay. Like, I feel empowered enough to kind of, like, there's a lot of material that they've given us to kind of fight with. Right. Like, you, I don't know. I It's empowering and activating in, in ways that I shouldn't have to deal with. Like, I should be able to live my life and not think about this shit. But And just, and just that the, 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 the Republican way is... We want to make sure our children don't know about certain things so they believe they 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 talk about liberal indoctrination and yet they're the ones burning books and and blocking certain things from people being exposed to so that they'll hopefully have the beliefs you want them to have. Yeah, and oh so there's a really great Instagram profile. I'm sorry that exposure to more things right. tends to make you more liberal. Yeah. Sorry. Whoopsie. You know, there's a really good uh Instagram, Matt XIV, I think, but it's his he's a young photographer in New York and uh I, I call him a photographer. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's what um Matt thinks I don't know what uh you know I don't know what the shtick is, but mm-hmm. uh, their Instagram is amazing, and there's always like infographics about current events within the gay issues and mm-hmm. stuff, and just comparisons and talking about exactly what you're saying, like the indoctrination. It makes me think about how much like indoctrination you put on children to be sexualized in a heterosexual way, mm-hmm. like just all of the cartoons, all the romance, all the things that were kind of inundated with like heteronormative, mm-hmm. whatever, la la la, and like the little baby, you know, clothes that say stud muffin or like you know like. Uh, you Come know. dumpster. Yeah, fuck that. No. <laughs> but like, you know, I want to. I want to on a singlet. I want a onesie, a baby onesie that says "Come dumpster." You know, I'm future not... Come dumpster. Oh no! <laughs> Just to kind of point some the finger, radical faggot will do right. that. Right, I know. And then, and then it'll be weaponized against rather than being seen in this irony. Like this is irony because y'all are fucking weird. Uh, baby slut. <laughs> um, so. I have a shirt that says baby slut, but that's from Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> so I'm going to leave us with love and light. Please. I've had some really great opportunities. Who knows if they'll work out, but some things just, we're really in a Omicron is over. There's no new variant right now. So like things are like back and popping. Mm. And a lot of things just fell into my lap recently mm-hmm. that I'm very excited about, which is I've always said to myself, you know, when I, well, I started saying to myself when I started sort of the musical journey that I'm on that, oh, I said the word journey. That, um, that 
I'm sick and tired of begging a drag queen to let me come do one number for free and get no tips at a at a night for an audience that's not there for what I'm doing, mm-hmm. which was like the only. So I wanted to build. I want to build a circuit of events that singer songwriters, uh, LGBTQ singer songwriters can can travel from. That has a built in audience, and knowing that it's just it's gonna take. Make the party. They will come. It'll start off slow. You know, just be consistent. Do the hard work of just having to build it from nothing. Right. And I within the course of two weeks, got three different gay spaces to be like, sure. Mm-hmm. I now have three monthly parties I'm running. Oh, my God. So they start next month. <sighs> I'm a little, like, I'm engaged, but I'm also, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm vitalized, revitalized by it, but I'm also a little like, that's a I got a lot going on. Yeah, it's like, work. Oof. So uh, I think what it's going to be, the fam party continues. I think our new home is the Stonewall. Wow. Which is pretty incredible. I've performed Stonewall a couple times. It never... It's never not magical because mm-hmm. I'm performing at the fucking Stonewall. That's, you know, I'm like, saying. It's always special. It is. Um, uh, Rosemont in Brooklyn. Also We iconic. have a uh, monthly party. I think that one's the last Thursday of the month. I think I'm going to call it Just the Tips. Cute. Oh, it's the last Saturday of the month. Just the Tips because that's one where we're not going to ticket, but we're going to like heavily encourage tipping yeah and then we've got uh what we talked about with bryce quartz on the podcast uh bait right which is the bear party mm-hmm. uh that will be the last that's the one that's the last thursday of the month at rock bar, rock bar. and it's i love all of these places bears and bear enthusiasts um to perform like we're, we're emphasizing on sexy music cool so sexy sex music ah. we have a photo shoot for that next week of uh, bryce beat, and i beat, 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 beat. I'm in. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. You have to bring your you have to bring your boo and your friend crew to one of them or some of them. Yeah, I think just that'd be not, the not, the not the biter. Well, maybe the bear one. Maybe we'll get what you deserve. So yeah. bite the wrong bear. Ooh, bite the wrong nipple. You bite gonna the wrong get nipple, bit back. Well, if you're not a nipple biter and you like this podcast, please be sure to drop a comment, click the like, click the subscribe, of course, because you're already listening to us every week if you're at this point. Um, you can also interact with us on Instagram. We are at at Dying Alone Podcast. You can also find me at at Jack Tracy Official. And me at JJ Bozeman. Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page. Do not forget to like and subscribe. Wow.